Welcome to another Creative Spin podcast, and on and this one, we did something different. We we decided to come and speak to our guest at his location, uh, and we're here with Claudio um, from Fade Room. Uh, Claudio, let's talk a little bit about this this business you have going on. Today's podcast is brought to you by Workplace One, a company offering boutique private offices, co-working spaces, virtual office solutions, and meeting rooms. Amazing spaces in the best neighborhoods in Toronto and Kitchener-Waterloo. Ideal for entrepreneurs, companies, and passionate business people. These spaces provide a stimulating environment to build, network, and drive business. With five different locations in Toronto and one in Kitchener, Workplace One is definitely where you want to be with your business. For more information, just uh, jump over to their website at workplaceone.com. So Fade Room, for uh, anyone who doesn't know, it's a new barbershop in Toronto. Yeah. We've been around for a year and a half now, so we're still fairly new. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's definitely a different type of barbershop. And, and well, it's my barbershop too, <laughs> I have to say. That's why you get the good haircuts going on. Uh, but you guys, um, when we look around your, your shop, it, it's very, your style is very cool, very interesting. I think you're, you're, you're mixing a couple of the, uh, like the traditional features and, and, and the newer stuff. Talk, talk to us a little bit about that. Like, how did you get to that point? Is that something you had, you did major planning on, or is it something you always had in mind? So barbering has a lot of people know has been around for a very long time, right? Yeah. Hair always grows and then yeah, we need to we need to get that haircut. Hair is not going away for a long time. Uh, definitely the old school stuff to me. It's really traditional, and I really yeah. like the classic stuff, as you know. Yeah. Uh, we tried keeping some of that old school touch in a modern way. So mm. basically, we have the old school barber chairs. All of our chairs are refurbished. Yeah, talk talk to me about about these chairs. I mean, these chairs are amazing. We're gonna get some clips going. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is going. Uh, but the the chairs they're they're really old. Like this isn't like something that looks old. These are really old chairs. No, they're old. These are the chair that you're sitting on right now is a Koken. Okay. And that's actually the first generation of a barber chair. Oh wow. And it's actually non-existent today. That really? brand doesn't, yeah, they don't manufacture any more chairs. So anymore. all of these chairs, they're obviously they have to be refurbished and refurbished or you buy it as is and it's probably not going to be in working condition. So if something breaks on this, there's going to be an issue. There's definitely an issue. All right. So I'm not going to move too much. I'm going to try uh, to stay still, but that, that shows dedication. And, and obviously speaking of, of a product that, that isn't being built anymore, they're pretty rare then? Like I'm very rare. Uh, basically with these chairs, for every one chair we have, we basically had to buy two to grab the pieces to build one. Oh, okay. It's so. sort of like the, the classic cars too, right? You gotta Absolutely. buy three or four cars and put them all together get, and get yeah. one done. So if one piece is missing, good luck finding another bolt or you know, piece oh, wow. put onto it. So we do have two type of chairs. Uh, Belmont is the one I'm sitting on right here. This mm-hmm. one's a newer one. This one still exists today. You could buy this one brand new. This is a 1950s model. Nice. So these ones are more like mechanic wise or more convenient to the everyday use. They're even wider, almost 
fits like a throne chair. Yeah, I noticed even the ones you have upstairs, they're they're rounds. So are those older? So those are older. So Koken uh, is the oldest brand you could go with. Koken. Those are the ones you have upstairs. Yeah, those are the ones we have upstairs. Koken's hold value mm. a lot more than a Belmont does because Koken's number one, they don't manufacture more, and that's like the original chair where like Belmont kind of got the idea from, and a lot of other brands like. Yeah. There's so many different brands that made chairs after that. I mean, aside from the look, is it just like the mechanical side of it? Uh, the, what it's durable. Saying? Yeah, it's, it's durable, durable, right? Like these chairs, if you keep them in good condition, they're not going to go anywhere. So the company probably closed down because they made chairs way too good. That way, lasted forever. Yeah, way too good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no replacements. That's good. it. Business is, <laughs> business is done. This is a good business tip. Don't make your product extremely good because you'll go out of bed. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> and then the issue is you're going to have other people making the same item cheaper. Exactly. And then you're going to go out of business as well. <laughs> there uh, you go. Yeah. So aside from the chairs, I mean, what else traditional did you bring into? So into we have the traditional barber pole upstairs right in, in front of the shop as yeah. well. Uh, most barbers don't even know this, but the barber pole, you're going to ask someone, what does the barber pole stand for? Someone will probably say the American flag. Yeah. That's completely wrong. Okay, it's not the American flag. Has not, it's got the right colors, but it's got nothing <laughs> yeah. to do with it. So what no. is the meaning? So uh, the white stands for Band-Aids, okay? The red is blood, and the blue is, uh, it's like your veins and stuff. So okay. it's basically like the blood inside of your skin. It's, a, it's yeah. going into the uh, graphic there. Yeah, <laughs> it is, it is. And basically back in the day, a lot of people didn't know this, but the barber pole was actually a symbol of like, think about like the ambulance. It's still red, white, and blue. Yeah. It, so doctors doctors used to be barbers back in the day they were surgeons okay and That's uh yeah so people didn't know this so it used to be I like a no one, idea yeah if you really go back far back man you go back in the day it'd be definitely like the same person who's gonna do a surgery for you is gonna be your barber they're gonna groom you and cut up your skin so, all right uh it's a good thing we're in 2019 and you don't have to do that <laughs> no either. absolutely not i didn't go to medical school either. <laughs> um what about your branding uh you know i all it takes is, is walking around your shop for a little bit and you can tell that you're somebody that really took care of your branding and you're very in tune to what you you want your your shop to look like, your brand to look like. Talk a little bit about what was the whole idea behind the branding and, and what where you are right now and where you want to take your brand. Okay, so when it comes to branding, usually when you sell a product, it's easier to brand something because there's an item. When you're producing a service, how do you brand a service? Yeah. So you can't. So the only thing you can really do is make your place look really, really good and train your staff to be just as good as you, if not better. Yeah. And everyone has to be on the same page. I mean, we were just talking yeah. to Nelson yeah. upstairs and he yeah. did his stuff. So you're doing a good job. Yeah. So <laughs> you definitely, everyone has to be on the same page and everyone has to be really dedicated. One bad thing about this industry is a lot of shops do booth rent, for example, or they do commission splits. And a lot of barbers try to brand themselves. So you're going into a barber shop, and one barber is trying to brand himself individually versus the other barber. Oh, and okay. it causes a lot of conflict of interest into the shop because now it doesn't feel like it's a team, right? You're almost differentiating yeah. every other person. And here we have like a good teamwork team environment. environment. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's one. And um, in regards to to all of the products as well that you have going on, I mean, you put a little bit of quite a bit of thought into all of that stuff. So the products is a separate business, obviously. Yeah. Uh, that's integrated with our shop. Uh, I've been in the hair industry for nine years now, so yeah. 
I'm tired of using products that don't work. And I'm tired of selling my clients products that I don't believe in. It's almost like being a chef, right? You're going to have your key ingredients throw into your recipe. Same concept with us. So we obviously have our own product line. Yeah. Ferrer Signature Line. That's what it's called. Really cool stuff. And uh, basically with this is most of our products are all organic or as natural as could be. Yeah. And you were telling me you guys actually went deep on this. You went, you studied this stuff and you really went into talking to the chemists and, and figuring things out and still are figuring things yeah, out. Yeah, we're still figuring them out. Right now, they're good. A lot of our clients like it, but we're still working on changing it. They're too. not good enough for you yet. They're not good enough for us. Got to get them even so, better. Well, I use them and I love them, so there you go. <laughs> uh, but I love the aesthetics that you guys are, are putting into it uh, from a design perspective. I have to talk about design all the time, but you know, even your soaps look look really really cool uh the 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 shapes and all that and you guys actually chose that too right yeah so the soaps they're definitely different looking for example for example uh the average soap is probably just round ours kind of has like some different artsy type of looks to it so we are barbers we are hairstylists so we do like the creative look yeah so one kind of looks like an iceberg one kind of looks like a honeycomb yeah right definitely different looks uh same concept like this one's all charcoal really good for your pores removes the blackheads so yeah, like yeah. like we we spoke about earlier so they're they don't just look nice they're, no they're, they're actually, actually really good yeah, yeah they work yeah. they do that's you know, the important they are part. beneficial too <laughs> so. but uh, it's great that you guys can have a really good product looking good at the same time um talk to me about there's there was one thing when i when i came you know when i started cutting my hair here with you guys one of the things that I was kind of surprised was the whole towel situation and all of that. I, all the barbers that I used to go to, they, they didn't care. They were no. like, come on in, just let, let's get this stuff, this, this over and done with. And, and that was it. You guys go that extra step. We go the extra step. Yeah. Tell us about what made you, you know, take that, that point into uh, taking care of your clients that way. So, like I said earlier, it's hard to duplicate. A, it's easier to sell a product than a service, right? So we're like, what's the perfect customer service experience in the barbershop? So we kind of put ourselves in your shoes versus yeah. thinking about us. Most people think about the money. If you're in it for the money, it's money, not going to really... Money tends to come afterwards, right? No, That's you focus logic. on the service, the money comes with the service or the experience, right? Yeah. So uh, at the time, we kind of looked around at a lot of barbershops and... Everyone's just like mass production. Like you go, you sit down and we spoke about this before once. Yeah. Yeah. And you said, I'm tired of going into the barbershop and if no one's there, I'm getting a good haircut. Yeah. That's what exactly what I felt. Like every time I would go in and if there was, if there was five people there waiting to get a haircut, I would be rushed. Like I would definitely feel like I was being rushed out because obviously it's what you're saying. It was, it was almost like a piecework. You know, the more you cut, the more, you know, yeah, the more you cut, the more you're going to make essentially. And then you feel like you're being rushed. And then there were other times you, I would be lucky enough to, to get there and I was the only guy there. Then all of a sudden they would take double the time, double the care and all of that. So from a client standpoint, you do feel a little bit, you know, cut off from yeah, the service. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And you guys totally redid that. We idea. redid that. So we did, we have an appointment system. Everything yeah. here is by appointments. Uh, and new business so everything's trial and error and we're still learning and we're trying to progress on that we're a small shop our issue right now is we don't have a secretary but the good thing is we have all online bookings yeah so everyone could just go on to faderoom.com and schedule their appointments there yeah. so it's very very convenient uh another thing is we noticed like 
with experience, like the phone used to always ring and we used to always pick up the phone in between clients and then clients just get upset. So now we don't even pick up the phone. It just kind of rings. It's like, oh, all the barbers are busy. Yeah. Leave a voicemail or we'll get back to you. You know, like it's... Yeah, and it's th- it's showing that to the client that you're servicing, that you care yeah, about what they do. Absolutely. Their time as well. Um, but going back to the whole, like, the towel thing, uh, that kind of it resonates a little bit with the past as well, right? Like, back in the day, that was done all the time. All and the then time. it got lost. Yeah, so barbering became a lost art at a certain time, I'd say in the 80s, 90s, hair salons took over. Yeah. So then a lot of guys started doing highlights and this and that. And a lot of people weren't interested in being barbers. They looked at it like, oh, like all the barbers are probably like an older gentleman who, yeah, you know, poor guy. Well, like, that's the idea we thought, had, like yeah. the older gentleman behind the, the, the chair. The chair. And um, no one really thought you could make a good career out of it. Yeah, yeah. So obviously things change. And so one thing we don't want to do is become a volume shop. We're definitely quality versus quantity. And uh, we provide the hot towel with everyone, and we use like signature oil, like essential oils, into the towels. So it's like, almost like a, a spa routine. Spa routine. Uh, it's a mini spa routine for your face. Absolutely. <laughs> Good. And um, I mean, uh, how? What's what's been the real? I mean, you've got guys have been open now for how long here in this location? A year and a half. A year and a half. How has? it been people's reactions what are, what are you feeling so right now i think we have a really good feedback um the the one negative thing is trying to get some people in this particular neighborhood accustomed to the prices just because there's a lot of barbershops are still charging like 15 20 bucks or 25 yeah, but then again you need to look at the services oh right? there's no comparison and no I think, comparison and that, that i think that comes with education as well and yeah. when i say education in terms of, of the clients I mean, you do need to understand you can't pay the exact same thing for a much well, better product. Oh, absolutely. Right? Or service. And even our appointments here, our haircuts are 40 minutes, haircuts and beards are an hour. I mean, There's sometimes we don't really take that long on it. I think a haircut could probably take you 20 minutes, but it's just the leeway if we are behind schedule or something where you're not going to be rushed. You know, like yeah. it's. So it depends on how much hair you have to cut. Yeah, right? absolutely. <laughs> because most places are doing appointments, but they're still booking in 20-minute haircuts, right? So if one guy is 15 minutes late, your whole day is thrown off, right? Yeah. So that's those are like, you're kind of booking in that extra time to kind of make up room for the rest of the day. 100%. Because, I mean, just if, if you guys scroll through the, the Instagram, your Instagram, uh, you'll see a lot of the haircuts you guys do for, especially for the younger crowd, um, you've got a lot of detail going on there. Like some of the, 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 the kids of the younger generation, they, they like to have a logo or a little, yeah, how <laughs> that's for me, like I can draw, but with hair, I don't know how you do it. Is that an art that you always had? Did you go to school to learn that? Like, how did, how does that even work? <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not going to say if you do designs or art, it's going to make you a good barber or not. There's a lot of barbers out there. Oh, who I think it has nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a lot of barbers that could cut hair, but they can't do like a, like a sports team logo on the back of the hair. Okay, so was that so something you learned? That or? was something I learned. Like, I'm yeah. just artsy on the side, definitely. But uh, I know a lot of people who, they could do the sports logo and then they can't cut the hair. So, it depends on, yeah. you want to be able to do both, right? 
Uh, when it comes to designs, there's barbers in the States that are actually doing like people's portraits. And yeah, yeah, I've and seen stuff, those so online as well. That's completely that's, like next level. That's, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, they're artists, you know, more than yeah, barbers. You can get there, you can get there. Oh, oh absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But do you like doing that type of, of cut? Is I that do. something you enjoy? I do because it's a challenge, right? Like okay. once you start doing something every day, you're almost like, hey, what's that next step? Or what's that next chapter? So you want to grow, right? You don't want to plateau, right? Like, like any course, industry. You so have to down the line, I could definitely see us. So this it. week, and, and I don't know when this podcast is going to come out, but I'm guessing that this week you're going to have a lot of Raptors logos and, and stuff like that. Absolutely, that? absolutely. Probably, no? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Raptors are in the finals, right? So hopefully they'll, uh, I don't know. Again, I don't want to jinx it. Yeah, I don't but, know when this is going to come out. But <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and when it comes to... Um, Speaking of, of, of Raptors and players and all that, you've, you've had some uh, some famous people swing by. Right? So we have. I mean, we don't cut the Raptors players right now, but uh, yet, yet, <laughs> or who knows? One of you guys is watching. I mean, you yeah. know, now you know. <laughs> uh, but we do have, um, like I have in the past, uh, I've cut, I don't really like to name drop too many people, but um, I'm Portuguese, so obviously there was a Brazilian player on the time at Playing for the Raptors, Bruno Cabloco. Yeah, yeah. I cut him in the past. Uh, Nelson has cut, cut a lot of uh, TFC soccer players. Cool. So it's not just me. It's everybody. You know, we have a good team here. We have Nelson working upstairs. We have Josh as well. Yeah. So It's a big team. It's a good team. Um, speaking of, of team, and, and you guys have gotten together now and done some, some stuff outside of the barbershop too. I wanted to touch on that. Uh, so you, you basically brought, you took your team to out, outdoors, to, to other venues. Yes. Uh, I know that you did some some uh, some events out there. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Like, and what got you do, into to, doing that kind of stuff? To do events? Yes. Yeah, so uh, branding, right? That yeah. goes back down to branding. back to the so branding, yeah. You want, if people don't know who you are, you kind of have to show, go out there and yeah. kind of put your stamp on it, right? So we have a really good, unique logo. Uh, fade room and uh, on the A it's actually a razor blade yeah and we did trademark the logo as well cool. so that's one thing and then another thing we actually just made pins right now speaking of products ah. uh, we have an F and R yeah. onto our scissors so it's actually built in there and the bottom is just hair you guys are always coming up with new stuff, new stuff right? yeah. yeah that's cool so speaking of the Raptors it's actually got Raptors stickers hat. going on <laughs> uh, magnets you've got all these other different kind of uh, things going that's really cool but Let's go back to, to the events. Sorry, I keep going. So right. back to the events. Uh, yeah, we, we partnered up with some good companies this year. So we partnered up with uh, Heineken. They launched a 0.0 non-alcoholic beverage. Mm-hmm. So we did two weeks at Eden Center. Yeah. And we were cutting hair. They're giving out free beverages. Which, fun fact, I'm walking with my family. You know, we just went for a Sunday walk. We went to Eden Center. And I'm like, I, I think I know that guy. <laughs> I see, <laughs> I see Claudio there, there. <laughs> cutting hair. So uh, that was really good. We had two of us down there yeah. every single day. It was a nice little weeks. shop. It was cool. It was yeah, nice. it was really good. It was right in the center of Eden Center. Okay. So that brought us a lot of attention. Heineken's obviously probably one of the leading yeah. beer companies out there. Uh, that was really good. And we actually had a like a little partnership with them for uh, three months in here. So they yeah. we were giving free... Uh, Heineken 0.0 yep. beverages to our clients with their haircuts, obviously, for three months. That's a nice little perk. So it yeah. was, yeah. So that was a good company. Uh, we also worked with Reebok. Okay. So the Reebok did something called Battle of the Barbers. Mm-hmm. So they had one barber at each foot action location, which okay. foot action is like foot locker. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was in the Brampton location representing the West End. 
and we had someone in the East End, someone downtown. Right. So that was pretty good. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. And uh, speaking of, of uh, battles and all of that, you guys have entered a couple of contests too, right? If yeah, I'm not we mistaken. Have. Yeah. yeah. How how was that experience dealing? Not not so much. Oh, did we win? Did we not win? I'm not going into that. It's more like how was the experience in in dealing with the rest of the community, the the barbers out there, and and where was it? Was it in Canada or was it in the states? So we've done events in Toronto. Uh, we haven't done any in the states yet. Okay. I definitely, we're going to be attending those. That's no cool. doubt about that. Maybe in the next year. Or so let us. We're just main, our main focus right now is to settle in here. All right. right? Yeah. Uh, I could de- yeah, I could definitely see us going down to the states. That's definitely going to happen. Uh, barber events are good. Mm-hmm. The only issue is I don't think that's the best way to market your brand because you're marketing towards other barbers or hairstylists, which yeah. you want to be marketing to clients. Yeah, but now I mean, even moving a little bit aside from the branding of of your own company, like I. How is it to, to work around other barbers? Like, what did you feel about the, the, the barber community? Oh, I love it, man. I like seeing people and where they're at. And sometimes you go there and you see someone's work and you're like, that's incredible. And it actually motivates you inspiring, to step right? up, yeah. you know, like and compete and stay at that level or that part. Right? And it kind of, does it, does it spark ideas like, huh, I never thought about that. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's, I mean, like it's, it's good because you see one guy, he might cut something the same haircut as you, but different techniques, and you might pick up a thing or two, or he might learn something from you. So it's just good from like seeing how everyone well, I, does. I, I can imagine like even even equipment, like uh, the razors or whatever equipment you guys use, is that uh, something that you would pick up from other barbers? Say, oh, I didn't know if you use this type of machine, I could get this type of fade, or like. Talk to me a little bit about that, because I have no idea how that all works. Like, yeah, do so- you guys have a specific? tool that you guys like using like what's the so when it comes to clippers there's obviously it really breaks down to two clippers one's usually a trimmer okay and the trimmer has guides and each guide has a different sizing on it so based on when you cut the hair yeah it's going to leave a certain length and then there's outliners and outliners are meant for shaping lining up the edges and or going skin and balding it out. And are those the ones that you used to do the... Those nice are the ones you used to do the okay. design. Okay. Those are the good so, ones. Yeah, those are the ones <laughs> the fancy ones that create the cars and the lines. All right. So... All right, cool, man. Uh, I think we're out of questions. So if you have anything that you want to say or, um, you know, from a business perspective, I guess we, we are, are one of our main focuses with the podcast is really to to motivate and inspire uh, young entrepreneurs, you know, people that are thinking to get into their own business. And, and uh, you know, my goal is by interviewing people like yourself is is to see if there's always a little bit of an, uh, an experience from, from our side that can help them. Um, so as, as a, like a last question is, you know, if you want to talk a little bit about the, uh, the experience of, of being an entrepreneur, a young entrepreneur, and is it worth it? Is it not worth it? Is it worth it? I think it's worth it, but you have to be 100% committed and dedicated to it. Yeah. If uh, you have any doubt about it, don't put yourself into it. <laughs> you know, and uh, get ready because there's no more 40-hour work weeks. <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest misconception. That's, the That's biggest definitely mis- yeah. Because yeah. people here like, oh, he owns a business, he's doing good, or he must live a life, and they don't really see what you do behind yeah. work hours. Like, there's it's literally from when you wake up to when you go to bed. Always. So, oh yeah, always, as you know yourself. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> got the gray hair to prove it. All right, okay, Claudio, perfect. thank you so okay. much. This is a cool interview, and now I'm gonna get my hair cut. Okay, perfect.